Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlock big ideas from world bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features, get your free mind snack now. Today we will unlock the book, How to Fail at Almost Everything and Still Win Big. This book gives a complete set of methods for ordinary people to turn the table successfully. Its core philosophy is, successful people do not hope to succeed, they decide to pursue success, and in order to truly succeed, they need a system. This book provides a new set of secrets to become successful. The author of this book, Scott Adams, is the creator of the well-known comic series Dilbert. You have probably heard of or read the Dilbert comics, which have appeared in 1,550 newspapers all over the world. Adams is also the author of books such as, The Dilbert Principle, God's Debris and Loserthink. We can see that Adam's achievements are pretty enviable, but you may not have thought that Adams used to be an ordinary man. Since the time he was a child, he has been frail and sickly. He also has learning disabilities, went to a second-tier university, and failed in most of his work experience. So how did he become a well-known comic creator, best-selling author, and even the founder of a food company? In the bookie tools of Titans, we introduced the system on which he relied for success. In this bookie, we will have a comprehensive understanding of his success method in two parts. Part 1, Mentally Prepare for Success. Part 2, Prepare a Method for Success. Part 1, Mentally Prepare for Success. When it comes to success, we often say that there is a massive gap between thoughts and actions. So, what is hidden in this gap? This book tells you that what is hidden is a decision. Only when you make a decision, can your ideas become a reality? Adam says that it is crucial to distinguish between hope and decision. Hope is just an idea. Hope comes from the heart and can only stay in the heart. On the other hand, a decision is a prerequisite for action. Only when you are determined to succeed will you take action. This is a crucial difference. Adams has suffered from many strange diseases, such as focal dystonia, a condition that causes his pinky finger to spasm and spasmodic dysphonia in his throat, which almost made him lose his voice. When he was still in the university, Adams got a disease called mononucleosis. His throat was so swollen that he could not swallow. The condition scared the school nurses and doctors so much that they advised him to leave school for treatment. But Adams instead decided to stay in school. Take note that he decided to stay in school. After making this decision, Adams laid in the hospital bed, pushing himself to study hard. By the time he was discharged from the hospital, his progress in his studies had been faster than that of his classmates for more than a month, and his grades had also improved. Adams emphasized that he did not merely want to stay in school when he heard the doctor's advice. Instead, he decided to stay in school. This was the essential difference. Every time Adams had to make a difficult decision, he would make an affirmation, which sent a self-suggestion of success in his heart. For example, in the face of the possibility of losing his voice, he would say to himself, I, Scott, have to speak perfectly. To realize his comic dream, he would say to himself, I, Scott Adams, will be a famous cartoonist. When these wishes finally realized, Adams would inevitably have more trust in these affirmations. What making affirmations does is that they harness the effect of deciding to succeed, in order to take the most critical first step in decision-making. Once you decide to pursue success, the second thing you need to prepare is to make sure that you can afford the corresponding price. There is a price for everything, 
and the prices for pursuing success are likely to be very high. They include, but are not limited to, sacrificing your private life, immersing yourself in studying and enrolling in college, choosing a very dull but lucrative profession, postponing marriage and having children, spending less time with family, and taking the risk of being in straitened circumstances or even bankruptcy and divorce. In Adam's case, deciding to succeed means spending a lot of energy researching his strange diseases, and embarking on a long journey of seeking medical advice and treatment, otherwise, he wouldn't have extra energy to cope with other difficulties. Many people keep their dreams of success in their heads without taking any action, as they feel like the price to pay is too high. However, only when they acknowledge the price and are willing to pay it, will they be determined to take action and step on the path to success. You may wonder, if I wish to pursue success, and the price of success is really high, what should I do? Adam said that you should build a system. A correct system can make you substantially more efficient when paying the price. In other words, the system lowers the price of success to an acceptable degree so that you can have more chances of succeeding. Well, now that you have decided to pursue success, and that you accept the price of pursuing success, what else do you need to prepare in terms of mentality? It is important to understand the relationship between selfishness and success. It may sound strange at first, but you need to know that becoming selfish is also a price to pay on the road to success. Have you ever noticed that whenever we talk about pursuing success, we often mention the topic of, how to balance the relationship between the needs of others, and the needs of ourselves? Everyone faces such a problem, and it is especially true for people who are determined to pursue success. Adams's view is that only by being selfish in the short term can we practice generosity in the long term. Note that what Adams means by selfishness is not about seeing a stroller sliding into the driveway and ignoring it. Instead, it is about taking care of your own time and energy and spending them wisely. Spend time on taking care of your health, cultivating proper eating habits, pursuing a career, and spending quality time with family and friends. Spend time on these crucial areas, and avoid wasting it on trivial things. Some people are very enthusiastic and willing to help others, but this kind of generosity will make them short-sighted and fixated on the present. For Adams, spending an extra hour at home helping with chores instead of exercising, or helping a colleague solve his problems, and ultimately having to eat fast food to save time, are all unhealthy practices that appear to be generous, but can cause you to let the future down. Many people are not aware of this problem, and let generosity become a significant pit in their time and energy management. Adams believes that if you want to be helpful to others in the long run, you need to take care of yourself first. Once you have made enough money to burn, your priorities in life automatically change. You have to take care of yourself first, then your family, company, country, and finally the world. Many successful people were selfish when they started their business, but success has changed them, and they have become very generous afterward. For example, Bill Gates and Warren Buffett have considerably changed the world through donations and other charities after their success. Selfishness is not an option, but a necessary quality when you are still struggling on the road to success. Being selfish with time and energy means that you have an awareness of energy management. Understanding the role of energy management is also a critical factor for success. People's energy is limited. If you want to achieve one thing, you have no time to pursue other things. You have to make a choice. The primary energy management strategy is to have a proper diet and exercise, avoiding unnecessary stress, and adequate sleep, so as to maintain sufficient energy. When we talk about energy, 
we do not mean the energy that makes you feel excited and alive. Instead, it means finding the energy to be calm and focused so that you can concentrate on what you are doing. Adams said that although steering away from things that waste your energy can sometimes make you look selfish, it will benefit you in the long run. For example, accompanying his wife to window shop is an energy killer for Adams. By just spending 10 minutes shopping with his wife, he will be so tired that he will want to sit down and catch his breath. It will also leave him with no energy to do more important things. So he avoid doing it as possible as he can in order to preserve his energy. Another thing that destroys energy is to keep reading news headlines on the internet. Doing so can distract us from priorities and quickly drain our energy. The solution is simple, only subscribe to news channels that can bring positive energy and professional information sources. The energy we have every day, is like the fuel tank in a car, which will gradually decrease when used. Therefore, as we said earlier, we should try our best to spend energy where it should be spent. In addition, we need to do the most critical tasks when our energy is abundant. In other words, we must do the most important work during the prime time of high energy level. For some people, prime time is early in the morning, and others late at night. For Adams, his brain is the most creative when he first wakes up. He deliberately got himself up to work at four o'clock in the morning, and found that the work he completed before others got up, might be more than the amount of work they did in a whole day. When his energy is low in the afternoon, Adams will do some simple tasks, such as modifying and touching up the Dilbert comics drawn earlier. When your energy tank is used up to a certain level, you need to replenish it in time. For many people, their energy is almost entirely consumed by noon, so what should they do? Some people will take a lunch break to supplement their energy, while others will choose to exercise. Adams is the sporty type. He will do some appropriate exercises after lunch so that he will have plenty of energy throughout the afternoon. Adams also mentioned that our diet greatly affects our energy level. For example, if he consumes only carbohydrates in a meal, he will be drowsy afterward. On the other hand, if he only eats fruits, vegetables, nuts, salad, fish or lean meat, his energy level will be higher after the meal. However, as Adams is not a nutritionist, he does not recommend that you copy his recipes. He suggests readers use their body as a laboratory to test reactions after eating different foods to see which diet will make them energetic, and which will make them sleepy, and thereby find the most suitable eating style to maintain sufficient energy. In short, we must establish a positive energy cycle. This cycle is generally as follows, protect the energy, do things well, generate a good mood, and a good mood will increase your energy. This concludes part 1, prepare your mentality for success. We explained that successful people do not hope to succeed, but decide to pursue success. Before you proceed, make sure that you can afford the price of pursuing success. Once you decide to embark on the road to success, you also need to be mentally prepared for two things, one is to understand the relationship between selfishness and success, and the other is to understand the role of energy management as a critical success factor. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play, get your free mind snack now.